Welcome to the Nerf Herder Podcast, Episode 6. This means war! Uh, I am Vlad Nico, and for my fun fact, every spring since forever and when I can remember, I have collected uh, frog eggs and raised them to little froglets and released them. I don't know how long I've been doing this, presumably I've been doing it for 17 years, since that is close to as far back as I can remember. That's my fun fact. With us today, we have a special guest. Go ahead. Hi, hello, my name's Lucas. Uh, I am the president of uh, the Reynolds Corners Nerfers uh, Recon, which is a Toledo, Ohio-based nerf group. Uh, for my fun fact, uh, I have twin 14-year-old daughters who are currently on a junior roller derby team that my wife started, and uh, they're pretty badass skaters when it uh, comes to playing that sport. Nice. I didn't know you had kids. Anyways, uh, so, uh, as far as the uh, Reynolds Corners nerf, you want to talk about that a little bit more and then kind of give us your origin story? Sure. Uh, as far as that goes, I've been nerfing for about the past 10 years off and on, um, mostly on uh, with a few years off. Um, it kind of started when actually a, uh, a friend of mine got married, and he's kind of an oddball, so for his uh, groomsman gifts, he bought, uh, bought his guys Nerf guns. Um, I was not actually one of his groomsmen, a mutual friend of ours was, and uh, 10 years ago, this was when the uh, AirTech line was pretty much the only thing out there as far as official Nerf, Nerf gear went, so all of his groomsmen got uh, AT2Ks, um, so we were, uh, I was over at, like I said, this buddy's of mine house, and uh, was just messing around with the Nerf gun, I never had one when I was a kid. And uh, so I was just messing around with it, and I got the brilliant idea of, like, hey, we should go get some more of these, and we could go ahead and go somewhere and just shoot the crap out of each other. And uh, so that's what we did. That sounds like the most beautiful origin story ever. <laughs> I already love that guy. Yeah. Just because, just because no, I'm not going to get you guys a whiskey flask or anything like that. You guys are getting Nerf guns. How do you like that? <laughs> Like I said, he was, he was kind of an oddball, so it was, uh, ended up being him, our mutual friend, me, and another guy. We uh, all were uh, pretty tight with the church that we go to. He He's actually the son of the head secretary, and the mutual friend is the son of the uh, church's organist. So we're like almost the favored son, so we knew how to get into the church, and they were okay with it, so that's where we went to play, and that's where we've been playing the uh, the entire time as long as we've been doing this. Nice. I didn't so realize it had been going on for that long. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the funny thing is that with uh, the Nerf scene in northwest Ohio and Toledo, it seems like most of it's been started up in the past... I want to say maybe five to seven years. And I know Recon technically was just formed in March. That's when we decided to try and get our act together, make it a little more official. But our core group has been doing it for a really long time now. So, so basically, we, your wars start off with like what I do, which is just, hey, friends at school, there's this park by my house. Let's go shoot at each other. 
that's kind of how yours was at first, right? Pretty much. It uh, you, it was almost like Fight Club. We like to say is you you had to know someone to, to tell you about it and and then show that, up. That is the most beautiful comparison ever. <laughs> well, I, I like to say that the first two rules weren't you know you do not talk about Fight Club, but we definitely adopt Rule Ten, which is if it's your first night, you have to nerf. <laughs> yes. Oh, in my first night, I nerfed hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I I feel like I was lucky that uh, in the first round we had at least you know more than one new person there. Uh, we had three total new people there, right? There was uh, Sam, myself, and uh, the one guy Brad's girlfriend. Correct. So it wasn't terribly uh, the odds weren't terribly against us, but. Still, we stood no chance. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only thing. We uh, when there's new people, we like to have that traditional noobs versus vets round, which is kind of a, a bit of a hazing, but uh, it's just it's tradition at this point. It's more of an introduction. It's more of like a rite of passage. It that's is how that. I look at it. <laughs> but it's all in good fun. And yes, uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. It's okay. Good. A good introduction to our location, and you know what? It at this point it is tradition. You got to hold on to it just because you know it's been going on for ten years. You have to have that. You get rid of that, then where's the you know where's the tradition? <laughs> then we use Nerf. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so uh, as far as your modding, I understand that you do some modding. What's your favorite type of mod to do? Favorite type of mod to do? Uh, probably something that doesn't cause me to pull my hair out. <laughs> so Which I say rapid that. Strike. Yeah, because I was just trying to follow the uh, the rapid strike guide today and re do the full rewire on it, and I finished the rewire, put the batteries in to check it, and nothing. So I started going through checking the connections, and I ended up ripping one of the. Uh, the control boards out and like, uh, all right, setting it down, going downstairs, and I'm not going to worry about it. So I just <laughs> trashed my rapid strike today, so that's unfortunate. Um, generally, for always, my you could always just run with an alpha trooper, you know. No, <laughs> 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 not gonna happen. I initially almost said that you could just do like dual hammer shots because that's what I would run. <laughs> so you know the way I run. Yeah. Fast. <laughs> so what you were saying? Uh, generally, when it comes to modding, I uh, I'm probably not terribly innovative, at least not anymore. I'm not really ripping things open to find out what what new can I do to it. I do like to try and keep to things that are kind of tried and true. And uh, stick with standard mods. I do think that I'm probably pretty well versed in, in most things. Um, I don't have a terrible lot of experience when it comes to like the air-powered blasters, but both Springers and uh, electrics, I'm, I'm getting more experience when it comes with the the flywheels. But trying to just get that that extra little bit of performance out. Yeah, I don't have a terrible, you know, terribly large amount of experience with uh, air-powered blasters, but Electric, I'm starting to ease into it more. You know who's really good with air-powered blasters and uh, electric blasters? 
That Bobololo dude. Your Speaking mom. of Bobololo. <laughs> okay, Bobo, you missed our introduction. Yeah, so yeah. Why don't Why don't you go ahead and give your introduction and your fun fact? Oh crap! I, I need a fun fact. Uh, <laughs> hi, I'm Bobololo, and my fun fact for the day is um. Uh, when I was little, I was wearing socks on the top of my staircase, which were made of wood, and then I fell down headfirst, and it was a hor- horrible, traumatic event in my life. There you go. <laughs> and what does the socks have to do with this? I have no idea. Oh, the socks, because I was going down the stairs, and the socks were, were like, slippery on the wood, and then tumble, tumble, tumble. Yeah. I was young. We used to take turns riding the laundry basket down the stairs, and we called that fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, yeah. So that I, I really, honestly, cannot think of a different trivia fact right now. But that I guess that's life story. Don't wear socks on wooden <laughs> stairs unless you're like really. I don't know. I still fall downstairs to this day. Just, just yeah. <laughs> my family does not fall downstairs. We fall upstairs. I do that too. I have the curse. It's of really, it is really <laughs> unfortunate when you have like a bruise that's nearly a half a foot long on your shin. People are like, dude, what are you doing? You know, Fight Club? No, I walked upstairs. <laughs> I, I told a girl um, that, what is it, I ran my arm into a column because I was trying to swing around it really fast because I was late for a class or something, and I got this huge mark going up my arm from, like, the brick on it, and I told this girl who's, like, super gullible that I got into a fight with a homeless man the night before, and she actually really <laughs> put her, like, had a bottle and everything, and she's like, oh, my God, are you okay? I was like, are you really that stupid? Like... Come on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so what did I miss? Just intros or? Uh, just intros and the origin of Lucas and the origin of uh, Recon, Reynolds, Corners, and Nerf. Um, ah, okay. Cool. So long story short, long story short, it started off kind of like Fight Club, and uh, it really just kind of started because an oddball guy had Nerf guns as a... Uh, gift for his bridesman, so cool. or groomsman, bridesman. I don't know words. Those guys go to the wedding. English, <laughs> English. Sorry, I speak Latin. Uh, Valle Celeste. Ooh, can't say that on the air. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what it means later. I, it's my favorite phrase. No idea. Um, all right. So, what are we talking about today? Okay, today we are talking all about wars. That's why the name of this episode, Bobo, is. This means war. Nah, gotcha. So, <laughs> so we're basically going to kind of like orientate this around recon, and then you can, uh, Bobo, you can bring in uh, stuff from the South that you have experienced as far as wars. Should we also talk um, about how to set them up? Because I know a lot of people ask yes. me, "Hey, man, how do I get a war going?" Yes, and that is where Lucas will have total and utter dominance in the conversation. Sounds good. I mean, I guess so, we can chime in with some stuff. Uh, yeah, so that sounds good. Right. Okay, so uh, Lucas, were you done with your uh, stories of nerfing and your... Uh, I'm sorry, not your stories, your <laughs> origins of nerfing and your preferred mods and whatnot? Yeah, that would do it. Awesome. Okay. So let's talk about game types, uh, gameplay. We mentioned earlier noobs versus vets, and the vice versa, vets versus noobs. That yep. I think was one of my favorites, uh, just because of the 
like I said on the last podcast, or maybe it was on Nerfcast, I can't remember which at this point. They all kind of blend together. The new people look to me as their leader because I told them to move out of the room when we only had like three minutes left to go and position ourselves. And next thing I know, I'm their leader for the rest of the round, or the next two rounds. I was like, guys, I'm not cut out for this. But I will lead you to your bloodbath if that is what you want. Is that kind of how it usually goes? Just they pick one guy and like, hey, it's your fault that we're losing. You know, honestly, I'm not sure uh, since I've uh, it's been ten years since I could really be considered a noob. So, uh, but I can say that generally the same thing happens on the vet side too. That uh, we all get out there and start saying, all right, what are we gonna do? And then stand there for a minute until someone says, all right, well we should go do this. And sometimes it's me, sometimes it's not. Um, so yeah, I can say that that does it does tend to be that way. Remember, someone has to be the scapegoat. Make sure it's not you. <laughs> Unfortunately, usually it is me. Just find the smallest thing you can complain about and blame it on someone else. This dart's crooked. It's your fault. <laughs> I got hit. It's your fault. What? <laughs> Well, I have a I have a very trusty trusty source for game types. If you are all interested in hearing where that is, certainly is that the um, Nerf Haven and, forum. Of course, yeah. And, uh, if you go to Nerf Haven and go to forums, and then uh, I think it's under Nerf Wars or Moods. It's one of those sections. I forget which one. There is a large amount of game types that you can. Ah, it's under General Nerf at the top. It's pinned list of game types. Um, some notable ones that we play at our NIC Wars are a freeze tag, which is two teams, uh, deathmatch, and then when you're sh hit with a dart, instead of like lives or anything, you have to freeze where you are. Um, and you, there's two rules for being tagged in. You can either be tagged in by a touch, or there's another way of your team can shoot you back in. But in the NIC, uh, you know, being shot with a Stefan isn't as much fun as you think it is. So we kind of stay away from you can shoot your teammates back in. First team to all be frozen is the loser. It's probably one of my favorite rounds. Yeah, I've never really done an NIC ward with Stefan, so I can't really comment. But I don't think getting hit with a Stefan has ever sounded like fun. Especially seeing how we have like singled ultimate missile blasts, <laughs> say like three Ks and stuff. It's really not that fun. Uh, yeah, but you guys are an open field. Hey you know, man, over when, at when you're shot from <laughs> a single ultimate missile blast from like forty feet away, straight to the arm, it hurts like a mother. I, I, I can tell you it. that even Nam was holding his arm in pain, screaming at Mello about how much it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it hurts. Like, oh my just... god, what is that? He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh. No yeah, fear, man, almost, no fear. I guess most, uh, all, pretty much all of my experience, uh, except for like the past month or so has been indoors uh, where the range is probably about half to three quarters of that and yeah even uh, stock darts from some some highly modded blasters are, are not fun um, there was the time that I brought my singled Mav Titan in and that quickly got banned from any kind of play which is fine I mostly made it just for kicks and giggles anyways 
and we were uh, just testing it, and I was uh, saying, hey, Dave, go over, stand over there. I'm going to shoot you with this. And he's like, <laughs> I remember this. Oh. And uh, he did, <laughs> and uh, I ended up getting him right in the nipple. Nipple shots of the best. <laughs> I won an award in HBZ for Zombie Kill of the Week for getting a guy in the nipple with a blowgun. I applaud nipple shots. Oh my They're God. my favorite. <laughs> I, see, but he, some nipple shots are more impressive than others. If you have somebody with huge nipples, then that's not quite as impressive. But if you have somebody with tiny, tiny nipples, like, I will put myself up. What? I have tiny-ass nipples. <laughs> Bobo, if you hit one of my nipples... I will be impressed. What are you talking about, <laughs> Just throwing that out. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying, we, you know what? While swimming, we have all seen it. You know, there's always that one kid that has pepperoni nipples. What? Just saying. Yeah, I went to summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Uh, um, Another Plus, fun round that I recommend everyone to play if we're going to get back on topic from nipples. Um, if anyone <laughs> wants something really fun to play, I recommend Wildcard. It's uh, team deathmatch, except there's one person on their own team. They have infinite lives, and they must use a goofy sort of blaster. Um, Nam uses an XXL bazooka, which suits, suits the big rockets. But um, I guess big bad bow arrows work and stuff like that. But it can't be accurate, and it can't shoot very far. And the two teams battle it out. But if you get shot by the wild card, you're out for the rest of the game. It's one shot kill from the wild card. And he can take infinite. So what I'm hearing... He counts to like seven or ten. What I'm hearing is that the uh, tech three is about the only thing that like, you could use and maybe be effective other than like a big bad bow. Or the ultimate missile hoo-ha. Well, the the XXL bazooka. It's, it's has, the Tech Three's time to shine. I mean, you can use a Tech Three. We prefer those for awfuls rounds, but I guess you could. If it's like an indoor war, I could see a Tech Three being really good for that. Except Tech Threes have gotten so much better over the years, it's kind of freaky. Have they? Like Buzz yeah, just the, investing like, in. Their I can tell you wars. now, the newer ones shoot better than what we allow for awfuls. Which is really, surprising. yeah, they get decent ranges. Yeah, it's been so long. I don't even know what. A, not even quite sure what a Tech Three is. I know I have a, a Tech Ten and a Tech Six and a couple. A tech, of tech Three is regarded. Well, I, I would say they're they're better now, but they were regarded as the worst blaster ever created. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of something I can even compare it to, and I'm coming up with nothing. It's throwing like a dart. Tiny, it's like a little keychain blaster. Throwing a dart's better than using a Tech Three, but it's a little <laughs> blaster that has three. Bur Whoa, that's hold on. That'd be my ringtone. Let me turn it on. <laughs> Anyways, um, it has like a manually rotated three-barrel system on it, and the tiniest little plunger tube ever, and it shoots like crap. And they were fun to give to people if you really didn't like them. <laughs> So, I remember yeah. the mystery box. Yeah, I, was I, like... I started this fad called the mystery <laughs> box where I brought a box to a war and I said, like, whoever gets the mystery box is going to really appreciate what's inside of it. Of course, there was, like, a three-pack tech of tech threes in there. And uh, 
I think the next war was that Drac brought a box that had a brick, a half-eaten jar of Nutella, and like something else in there. And that's when we decided that mystery boxes are no longer acceptable unless they actually have something <laughs> in them that's good. That is actually really funny. <laughs> I want to imagine how that went down. Hey, guys. You're going to really enjoy what's inside the mystery box. I, I had fun putting it together, and now I'm full. The, the person opened it, and we were like, what? Really? Like, really? There's a prank and a happy and jar of Drag, what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Wait. Bobo, I need you to look at something on the uh, thread, or, yeah, the thread that's all the wars, or the uh, gameplay types. I remember looking at that a long time ago, and somebody was describing how they played strip nerf, and how there's very few things quite as satisfying as managing to wedge. Oh my god, that's a huge ass spider! I'm sorry, a spider just like crawled over my hand. <laughs> Kill it! <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay. Um. um I'll, I'll, I'll look for he it. was describing. He was describing how there are few things quite as satisfying as managing to wedge. Quote unquote, wedge a dart in your friend's cleavage, <laughs> whether that be a butt cleavage or oh, breast man. cleavage. I have and no idea how that'd go over in a public. I bar. just had, <laughs> I had to just close the laptop and was like, no, I just can't. I literally could not even look at a computer for the next couple hours. I was so done. Ah, uh, you can't handle the awesome. Laptop. Oh my god. I've talked to a couple of people about doing a Hunger Games style round where uh, you get everyone to just kind of, you say it's a team death match or a free-for-all regular, you know, primaries or whatever. And before the round starts, you get one person who isn't playing and you tell them, okay, everyone go put your blaster in the middle of the field, you know, just out of nowhere. And you have to have a pistol with you, I guess, unmodified or modified doesn't really matter. So put all the stuff in the middle of the field, then you cover it with like shirts or tarps or, or hoodies, whatever. And then everyone runs to them, and if you don't run, you have a pistol anyways. But I thought it'd be a really interesting round, except for the the chance that, you know, someone trips and breaks your plunger tube in half or something. Yeah, that's what happens when you have mostly homemades and stuff. Yeah, but it's an idea. I think it'd be really fun for, like, stock wars and stuff. Or slightly modified. Yeah, we did a round like that when I, went down, uh, when I went down to the... Uh, the next town over uh, has a large university that has a HVZ group, and I went down to one of their indoor wars, and they did a couple of Hunger Games rounds. It did end up uh, working out pretty well. Um, it, was, it was pretty fun. It, it mostly is, like you said, stock class and uh, lightly modded. Um, I could see where it'd be an issue if uh, someone just tossed you know, your primary and, and caused some damage with it. That would... Yeah. It would not be fun. I think that's why I only threw my unmodded hammer shot into the pile <laughs> instead of my uh, custom long shot. Sounds about yeah. right. Because I know, um, at least for people using uh, ball valves on their hoppers, like they'll crush darts. We've had that problem here before. And I can only imagine if people don't know how to use a ball valve correctly. Uh, how they would do with like a double rainbow, a rainbow pump, or uh, I don't know, just anything homemade that they're not used to. It'd be like, uh, how do I use this? Break the pump off or something. Something awful. <laughs> but, uh, I have one more that we okay. recently played at um, the last war we had, which actually worked really well. 
It's called Robot Mind Control. Um, so how this works is you get into teams of two. One person is the robot, and one person is the controller. The controller wears a blindfold over their over their face so they can't see. The other person... You mean the robot? Yeah, the robot wears... The robot wears... Okay. Did I say controller wears a blindfold? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my bad. I can't. I'm trying to read like the rules as I'm talking. Anyways. So, um, anyways, the robot puts a blindfold on. Uh, we used hoodies, and I basically almost suffocated in mine. But uh, I, I suggest blindfolds or a bandana or something. Um... Anyways, the controller can only touch their shoulders down to their elbows and move them around and stuff, and you can only use pistols or some sort of secondary. The robot can take as many hits, uh, you know, as whatever. I guess you can put a limit on it if you're feeling lame or something, but uh, we play where the robot can be shot infinite times. However, the controller has one life, and I had a rainbow pistol barrel stuck right in my face twice during this round, and it is so much fun. And that was exhilarating, and I highly recommend everyone try this one out. That sounds a little scary. Dude, it's really fun. Well, it, yeah. Um, it gets aggressive. It sounds like a blast. The field. <laughs> yeah, I, hear about, robots burn. I hear about some of these game types, and I always have to try and think to myself, how can I make it work in an indoor environment where... Uh, we uh, we have almost like a facility kind of feel with uh, some narrow hallways and, and classrooms and adjoining rooms and things like that. I just I would <laughs> we we play in low light conditions for a number of games and that can get a little hairy as far as like not running into walls, uh, which I do actually have a couple of fun stories about that. Uh, but <laughs> keeping on task here, I just uh, would might worry a little bit about trying to direct someone uh, through some hallways and trying to to get out of the way and not fling them into a wall or into a door. But that's part <laughs> of the fun. <laughs> I know yeah, uh, that... for us, we uh, we play a game called we call Doors, which is you know pretty much just head to head deathmatch. Um, we just split the group into two teams, but with our our location, the uh, the rough description of what it kind of looks like is uh, kind of like a big U with doors on each side of uh, on each top of the arm of the U, and at each door there's a stairs to go to the up level and the down level. So both teams meet outside and are looking at each other, and you give a three count. And then both teams just run inside and try to run headlong at each other. But the question becomes, you know, do you go up or down, and whether you're just going to meet them head-on or not meet them and then figure out, oh, crap, do we wait for them here or do we go up and get them? Huh. This makes me wish we had, like, indoor big places to play because all we have is open fields. Yeah. (laughs) This is one of my favorite game types just because I got to witness a guy pop his girlfriend in the head point blank, going around a corner. It was one of the most beautiful things that I saw that night, other than the Duchess. Let's see, what I else feel like HVZ, HVZ at that uh, location, I feel like, is a really, really cool thing because it is. it feels like someplace where you would actually encounter, you know, if there is an outbreak of something, that's where you're going to encounter it because that's a place where people congregate Although I feel like we should have like children running at us as the zombies, <laughs> but oh well. We just need to encourage the kids to come out more. 
<laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I know some other uh, zombies groups uses uh, use different rules than we do. Um, again, the uh, the university uh, south of us, they do. One of the big differences I see is that with our group, zombies are only allowed to walk because, well, zombies only kind of walk and shuffle. That's I didn't make that rule, but that's just you know, that's the way classically it is. And in their game, pop fiction made that rule. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna argue that point, but <laughs> uh, it's just uh, how culture has said that they are. They walk, they shuffle, they're dead. Yeah. Uh, but other groups uh, allow zombies to run. And, you know, that's just, you know, a, a subtle difference, but it can actually make a big difference when it comes to the actual game. I've heard some people say, well, I thought that zombies only being able to walk would really hamper them, but with our location and the number of blind corners and low light conditions, it, it really doesn't. Uh, the zombies actually are, are ambush predators, and there's nothing like coming around a corner and just getting jumped in almost the literal sense. <laughs> nothing like wetting yourself because somebody was hiding behind a corner. <laughs> yeah, I know about that one. We took over a very <laughs> small kind of motel well, all the places that scatter motel but uh, this, like, I don't know, one of those kind of creepy motels that have the very long indoor hallways, you know? Uh, our group was running up, and Nam almost jumped on three people, I think it was, from a corner. Scary stuff. <laughs> this is why I don't like going inside. <laughs> You'd oh, rather have, like, three guys to your back, three guys to your yeah, back in was, the middle of a field. Of, uh, there was, like, a group of seven when this happened, but no casualties to report, so that was pretty sweet. <laughs> It ain't like the massacre at a. Oh, there were two massacre. crazy massacres. Right? Yeah, Turner, Turner massacre, massacre and then massacre, both of which sucked a lot. But <laughs> luckily, I, I wasn't at I wasn't at either of them, so I've only heard the stories and the you know the bardic tales about it. So I need to write a song. Yes, the ballad of the Turner massacre. Oh my god, I I want to write this now. It's a really good story. Like it's if if I if I got Neil on here, he could tell it with like the uh, he could just tell it so well, because he he was the one who like he called me up that night. He's like, Bobo, are you sitting down?" I was like, "Yeah, uh, no. What happened?" He's like, "You're you're gonna need to sit." I was like, "What happened?" Eighty humans died. And I was like, "What?" Because yeah, eighty humans died, and they weren't even at the mission. I was like, "What happened?" Uh, oh my god. Bad times. Hey, well, getting I mean, a little bit more back on topic. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Having flashbacks, man. <laughs> no, what I was going to add was entirely <laughs> off-topic, so go ahead. No, you can... You, we like off-topic. Oh, okay. That's kind of like how we do things. Well, I mean, yeah. it, as far as the, the indoor zombies go, one day we had... Uh, I think we had 11 people show up. I'll say that for our, our wars, the uh, the turnout tends to be pretty low, but it ends up working out. You know, you don't really need that many people for a solid war. And I think we had about 11, 10 or 11, uh, no, I'm going to say 10 people show up to this particular one. So we were playing zombies. We started off with two, we do a random infection for the starting zombies. 
Uh, we like mark the inside of a dart, or right now we have cards that we use to make it idiot-proof. And this story is actually why we had to make it even more idiot-proof. Because <laughs> uh, before, like I said, we would take a dart and just like marker the inside of it, and if you got the marked dart, well, you're a zombie. So ten people starting, two of them are zombies, eight humans. So we go ahead and uh, you know hand out the darts, then we start the game, give people a few minutes to go out and find themselves a place to, to start. And then we just set a time limit for the, the total length of the game. And if the human if there's any humans who are still alive at the end, humans win. Otherwise the zombies wiped everyone out. So the game starts and we all end up meeting in this big room in the downstairs portion, which is good because the humans want to get together. There's strength in numbers, of course. And we're all, you know, talking, all right, see what's going on. And then someone says, wait a minute, there's nine of us in the room. And all of a sudden, everyone backs up from everybody else, guns come up, and everyone is suddenly gone from being on the same team to every man for themselves. Damn. Kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally that moment, it's like, okay, who the crap is not what they say they are? <laughs> uh, that sounds like SCAD games, where uh, the first day had... the OZs are oh, hidden man, amongst yeah. the humans. OZs are always hidden. Well, there's a there's there's one OZ, but they're hidden amongst the humans until I think it's six kills, or a mission reveals them. And I've had friends who have gotten killed by the OZ because uh, one example was this uh, girl named I think it was Jade. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, her friends. She was like, she called up her friends and were like, "Hey, I need a ride to my class." And they're like, "Yeah, sure." They got killed by her because they didn't do anything. They didn't shoot her to like give her a stun timer or whatever. They didn't bother because they said, "Oh, Jade wouldn't kill us." Like, you know, <laughs> Jade can't be the OZ. Like, it's, come on, guys. <sighs> just, oh my just shoot anyone who gets close to you when the game begins. There's no excuses. None. Okay, so a little bit back on topic. Uh, other game types, uh, we played Defend the Core at The Last War. That was pretty fun. Yeah, that was a new experience for us. We've never played that before. Uh, Defend the Core, where you have a, a large PVC structure that one team is trying to defend and the uh, other team is trying to launch darts into and then you uh, go ahead and switch sides and then see who was able to get more darts into the into the structure. Uh, our version definitely needs a little more work, but, you know, it's the, the first time we ever played. So you learn those things. And I think that's one of the things that you need to be aware of when you go and start, you know, hosting your own wars, is that even if you have a playbook that you're working from, things may not work all that great for your location. You need to tailor things to both the location and the group in order to find what works for you. I think that uh, as far as, because I was on the defending team when we played, I think that we should be able to take like, you know, a minute to rearrange the tables or something. Uh, where we played was kind of like, how would you describe that, Lucas? Is that like a cafeteria slash auditorium sort of thing. Yeah. Because I had that stage. Exactly. Yeah. It was a really it was a classic like school church thing, uh, like a multi-purpose room, and there was all these tables in there, and I think that we should be allowed to, for one minute, arrange the tables however we want, 
whether that means we just get right to it and start rearranging them, or if we spend 30 seconds bickering about it, and then in the final 30 seconds, somebody's like, okay, you know, I'm just moving stuff. I think that could add uh, an interesting dynamic to it, uh, be it like providing cover or providing a bottleneck uh, as far as driving the attackers into a kill zone. Just food for thought. Yeah, when you, after you left and when we played the next round and, and switched sides, we ended up do, uh, doing that and setting up some cover, and it ended up working against uh, the attackers that round. We got slaughtered pretty bad. Nice. Makes me proud that I was a defender. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, medic aspect added quite a bit to it. I really enjoyed that, mostly because I was the medic and I was running super light, and that was fun. Yeah, the medic role that we use is, is pretty easy to drop in and out of most game types. Usually if we find that one team is uh, lacking in numbers, we'll give them the option of running with a medic to uh, be able to bring back people right there on the field as opposed to have them respawn or even just having them have to be out. Cool. Bobo, any comments? Uh, none at the moment. <laughs> I'm just listening <laughs> to you guys talk. You never played Defend the Core? Uh, we played once uh, during, I think it was Nomni? Yeah, it was Nomni. And it, I don't know, I guess uh, we've never played it again. Uh, and I guess that's because it wasn't, um, what's the word? Like engaging? I guess, no, it wasn't as engaging because when you play with whole maze, even if you're about 75 feet away from a target, you can still hit it. <laughs> uh, gotcha. You just angle your shots. So people were, you know, just standing about 100 feet away, angling the shots and trying to pot shot into the thing. And whenever there was a rush for it, it would kind of just be like a line of people around the core shooting a bunch of people running towards it. Uh, so, honestly, I think it would work better in an, in an indoor setting than kind of in an open field like we have, or at least put up some sort of bunkers or barricades or something like that. But I can certainly see. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I've never been super uh, aggressive about trying to have an outdoor nerf war, because I've heard a lot of things about the uh, NIC-style wars. Just that idea of being, you know, in my mind, so relatively far away and just taking those pot shots, it just doesn't seem to be as much of a, as good of a time as when you're just 20 feet away and both, you know, hiding behind doors, treading shots with uh, someone else. Well, there's a reason why Awful's Rounds is our favorite round down here in the southeast is because you get to use stupid blasters and get up close to everyone else trying to, I guess, bombard each other with things that shoot less than 15 feet. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> There's a reason we play at least four rounds only, of waffles every war. The only outdoor wars that I've ever participated in were the ones that I hosted. And those we played in a very, very light woods where, you know, you could dart from tree to tree. I want to play in basically woods so was like, It was basically like doors, but without doors. Like, before doors become doors, they're trees, so... Instead of playing doors, we were playing trees. <laughs> I would really love to play in the woods one day. It sounds like such a good time. There's a lot of parks around here that have a lot of trees and stuff, but like I've said before, 
they're always in neighborhoods and they're always crowded on Saturday. So that kind of sucks. Bobo, come up north. You are literally eight hours away. Well, that's okay. eight hours. You got to pay me for for gas. <laughs> you know what? I, uh, we'll work out a trade. I might have a blaster that you'll like. <laughs> I do like fun blasters. Maybe I don't know. I'd have to you know, I'd have to work with schedules and just eh. come up here during the HBZ season. One day, I already promised you can a few come to California that I'd come up over there you as can... well. But if BFU is coming to you, then you don't have to worry about that, right? Fingers crossed about BFU moving here. That'd be so sweet. <laughs> okay, a little bit angling back towards the topic. Now, one game type that I did not get to play. But I really, really wanted to because it sounded super freaking interesting and just crazy. It was Space Hulk. Now, Lucas, <laughs> what the heck is that? All right, well, we're going to have to get really nerdy here for a minute. Yes. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. Space Hulk is the uh, name of a, uh, a miniature tabletop game. Uh, from the fine folks over at uh, Games Workshop, which is a part of their Warhammer 40k line. <sighs> okay, just tomes and tomes of nerdiness right there, so we'll try and <laughs> keep it brief. Uh, but really, if you've seen the movie Aliens, um, you kind of get an idea of what Space Hulk is like. It is about a bunch of uh, genetically engineered super soldiers in these big hulking power armor that go into these derelict uh, spaceships and for whatever their mission is to, to do said mission but on these these space hulks live uh, these aliens which are called gene stealers they're kind of like the xenomorphs from the aliens show except they're purple and have six arms but they're very fast and very deadly and can pretty much you know kill these super soldiers very quickly despite you know all the armor they wear so since we play in kind of an you know a tight indoors area that's very facility-like. Uh, we went ahead, I had this idea, and it ends up kind of playing, for us, kind of like a reverse zombies. It's very tactical. The humans are on a smaller team, usually limited to five people. I haven't had a large enough group to really kind of play with what numbers I would suggest. Um, but in just the, the prototype rules, it's limited to five people for the humans, and the uh, alien side, I think, is up to seven. So the ideal number is 12 people, but again, uh, depends. If I get a larger group, I'll adjust it, and we'll see how it goes. And <clears throat> the humans are given some kind of objective, either to go and take a room, hold it for a while, or to maybe try and kill a specific alien or whatever, and uh, they get to go and do this. Uh, each human as a, a different job. So you have one who's specifically like a heavy, heavy weapon soldier, one who's a medic, one who's the leader, and he actually has the option of taking a, a melee weapon with him, and maybe just a couple of normal soldiers. And then on the other side, you have the, uh, the gene stealers, and they have reverse movements. So like I said, in our normal zombie games, zombies have to walk. In this game, they get to run. And it's all about being fast and getting out and uh, trying to get the uh, the humans out before they get the chance to get their objective done. 
So with us, the zombies game is is kind of it's high tension, but it's a lot of waiting and wondering. You know, are you going to be overrun at any moment? It's kind of a bunkering feel to it. With this, it's much more you have to keep moving on the missions. If you don't, then nobody wins. I love this game. I like... I'm just... <laughs> I'm kind of... It sounds like fun. I want to play. We, we played it once. It. it worked out pretty well. But like, like I was saying before, sometimes you have to adjust things. When we played it before, the, uh, the respawn rules for the aliens was, was a bit too brutal when it came... Uh, to really giving the humans a, a fair chance of completing their mission. So the next time we play, we'll probably adjust that a little bit, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, we also give them the opportunity to set up like uh, a chair and a hallway it means that there's actually you know a wall there, so it gives them a chance to even adjust more. The uh, obviously we can't go up putting real walls or taking walls down. Uh, the church probably wouldn't like that. <laughs> So we use chairs to go ahead and approximate, you know, new walls and changing up uh, the layout of a building that some of us know exceptionally well, and others don't I, know as well. <laughs> I am absolutely blown away by this game. I need to play this ten times. I need more indoor playing areas. Ah! <laughs> Bobo, just go to church, okay? <laughs> I mean, there is that one near me that I've talked about before. I'm, I'm yes. too lazy to go ask, though. <laughs> I don't want yeah, so, to. Since we're talking about wars, I will say probably location is is almost more important than you know who you have as far as numbers go. I think numbers you can build. As I'm seeing right now, um, trying to build our own numbers, but if you can get a, a good location then that's probably going to be better for you in the long run. And I'll freely admit that our location was obtained largely by luck. You know, the fact that, you know, who we had to start with, uh, two, or what, three of the four original founders were members of this church. Two of the members were children of church employees. So we kind of had an in, you know, that everybody knew us and they trusted us, you know, enough that we have... Uh, you know, a method of getting into the building, and they're okay with letting you know us kind of do what we want as long as we're respectful. You know, after hours, so we're very lucky when it comes and, to that. So I completely empathize with with other groups who are trying to get themselves going and get things started up. I know one of the things I've been talking with our officers about is what can we do if we were to suddenly lose our location? Where could we go? And that's something that I have in the back of my mind even now. Well, if you don't mind about being outside, there's always that park by me. <laughs> I mean, um, if you're going to play, like, in a field, you can make... Uh, we use PVC kind of structures that have a blue tarp on them. You can make a bunch of those that are not too expensive, and they provide a good amount of cover. There's always that. Certainly. I and feel there's... like you make a maze with that, just an ever-changing... A cornfield like... maze nerf war? Oh, man. You know, it's funny. One of the guys I worked with even said, uh, you know, after, you know, first week of November, approach a, a cornfield maze and say, hey, you're about to mow all this down. Let's say, I, you know, we pay you 50 bucks and you give us a day to just do what we want. 
I yes. want to do these things. <laughs> but well, that's what you get for living in Georgia, where you have you can go screw two, yourself. maybe three seasons. We have, here in Ohio, we, we grow we corn two. and meth. We have hot and cold, and that's all we get here. So you have like, rain and pollen. Oh, yeah, we uh, we got a good amount of pollen this year, and then it rained, and now it's all gone. So, yeah. Go us. <laughs> we get hot, pollen, cold, and then, yeah, that's about it. Wet. <laughs> yeah, wet. Wet happens. Yeah. Mostly yeah, with just, the pollen like, in fall. We're just staying in a swamp. First day of... Yeah, it used to be the black swamp, and then they drained it. Now it's still kind of swampy, mostly there's, sand in most places. If you got, is there a lake near you guys by any chance? Uh, only lake, lake Erie. Erie. Okay, I've. I, are I you thinking Great Lake, or are you thinking no, just, like just, just there's a, a, a water small sp- lake by me? Thing of water. Yes. <laughs> okay, I've been. I've talked to a couple people about this before and I am dead serious about trying this out. Vlad, we talked about this last time. It's boats. Boats. I want to play a round of boats. You, yes. you before you, you send out like a thing about four to six months before and everyone makes a boat out of cardboard and I guess some water, water sealant. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways. Duct tape? <laughs> Duct tape, water sealant, and cardboard. It can only be cardboard or maybe thin plastic. I don't know. But you should be able to shoot darts through it is is one thing. Anyways, everyone goes to the lake and you get in your boats and then you go out to the water and your sail is a target. Well, it's not really a sail. You're going to be paddling or whatever. But, but like a, it's kind of like defend the core but on boats. So you have to shoot the, the sail and... The, the boat is out, or you can ram into a person and, you know, push their boat over and get them in the water, and then they're out. And I really want to try it, and it's the best round of war thing I've ever heard or came up with. <sighs> I'm going to start building my boat right now. Lucas, do you know where Olander Park is on uh, Sylvania Avenue? Yeah, yeah, I do. We're going to play there. <laughs> We're gonna do this. Yeah, I honestly don't know how realistic that is, but you know, it's an idea. I'm going to make a boat and see if I can float in it alone, and then see if I can make it a larger one and take my grandpa in it. And if I can take my grandpa and myself in there, then I should be able to fit like two of my friends in there. If you can make a wreck everybody, if you can make a working boat for less than like forty dollars, I think it's. I think it's good to go. It's going to take a lot of duct tape. Duct tape, some sealant spray, and go to Walmart to get your free cardboard. Oh, that's right. Yeah, or just... if you're like, because my family has moved like five times in the last six or seven years, six years, ah, uh, yeah, because apparently the story is uh, Witness Protection Club, but I don't think that that's real. At least they haven't <laughs> actually told me that it is real. Uh, they just kind of tongue-in-cheek say that, so... Hi, NSA. Uh, CIA. <laughs> oh my god. I, um, <laughs> I have a short so We go... We would always just go to a uh, liquor store, and we're like, hey, we need boxes. And we're like, oh, okay, here, take as much as you want, and we'd fill up our minivan with cardboard. It's kind of great. 
Speaking of NSA, I saw the funniest commercial last night. It was an ad, an infomercial thing for this thing called the Rocky Mountain Knife. And it's one of those survival knives that has the compass on the the grip and then, you know, like matches and the the handle or whatever. Except the way... The way they described, oh my god, it, said, it has everything you need, matches, fishing line, and an NSA-proof compass. What? <laughs> like, it's a regular bubble compass, but I, they're promoting it as NSA-proof. Like, when the end of the world comes, don't let the government know where you are. <laughs> I Okay, now I'm just going to start putting NSA-proof on everything that I own. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to sound like a dick, but I think they know their customer really well. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I'm sorry, just so stupid. I'm going to put that as where... number one of two for best of the worst. That's... <laughs> Did you see on the Nerf Modders Welcome page, somebody bought uh, for rectal use only stickers and started putting them on their blasters? <laughs> I want it. Yeah. You can, you can buy a thousand of them for like six or seven bucks. Thousand for rectal use. I know. I know exactly. Okay, I know exactly what I'm going to do with them. I go to an all male school. Oh God, that's all. I'm going to put them on all of the pens and pencils I can get my hands on. Oh man, all of these we have smart boards. All of the smart board markers. Hell, there are some rulers in some classes. I'm going to put them on the rulers. It will be the greatest prank that's ever been pulled in that school. Other than like, just oh, throwing the freshman Vlad in the pool. totally did it. I heard it on his, this podcast. <laughs> There's like three people who actually listen to the podcast. I think one of them goes to my school. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably downplaying how many people listen. I think that we have like 30 downloads or 30 subscribers, 80 downloads. Hey, usually, that's pretty sweet. I think. That was the last numbers I saw. So, and I refuse to look again because I don't want to see that they've gone down. <laughs> um, so yeah, back to uh, game types. So we got boats that we're going to try. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. What are some other really? I mean, other than the classic, you know, assault, uh, capture the flag. Those are pretty self-explanatory. Um, are there any other crazy ones that you do uh, in? Georgia, Bobo? The ones we usually play, we have Team Deathmatch, Wingman, which is just two-team, whatever. Um, Let's see here. Team Deathmatch, Free-for-All, Wingman, Freeze Tag, Wild Card, Awfuls, Robot Mind Control, Capture the Flag if the playground is open. Uh, We have a playground right next to one of the places we play at, so Capture the Flag on that is pretty fun. Um... Probably missing two in there or something, but those are the ones I know we always play. Oh, pistols only, no hoppers. Um, I there's really nothing too crazy. Oh, 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 another. Uh, I can't believe I forgot about this. The blob. Uh, I think that's what it's called. Blob is where it's two teams, three teams, whatever. But when you're hit, you go to the other team. Oh, yeah. that sounds like fun. Really simple, but you don't die. You just go to the other team. So. I guess if it you're really bad forever. at this type of stuff, you just keep switching back and forth. It goes until uh, there's no more team, other team left. Ah. Uh, yeah. 
So, so uh, I, I, that's about that's all I can think of. But Nerf Haven has a nice list and thread of stuff to look through. That's uh, yeah, more ideas than what I could ever give you. <laughs> so, Lucas, do we have anything that people would consider crazy or innovative that we play up here? Uh, let's see. We have. Um... Yeah, I say one of the, the things that I got as, a, I think, part of a Craigslist lot that I've enjoyed the most was actually the Nerf electronic flag that came with the uh, set they put out a few years ago. We've actually used that for a number of different games. We'll do, um, it actually has a disarm game on it where you set it for either 5 or 15 minutes. So you can uh, kind of do a, uh, you know, a s offense and defense with that. We, uh, we've used that for a bunch of games. Um, <laughs> there was a game that we played once that I call Nerf Ball, which is basically uh, football, but with Nerf guns and the flag. And that gets kind of rough to where uh, if someone has the flag and they get shot, they have to drop it and go respawn. And the idea is you know, for one team to take it into the end zone of the other team and score you know, points. And, uh, yeah, we played exactly, we, uh, I think we were going to play, like, first team to four wins. We ended up just playing the guy that scored the first point one. Because <laughs> we, uh, just the, the running back and forth from respawning, uh, we got so wore out just in that first round that it was just, screw it. Although I will say that it was, the moment he scored was probably awesome, because uh, Vlad was actually in, in that cafeteria room was where the one end zone was, and he runs out uh, from the kitchen, which is you know a good 40 feet from the stage, runs across the room, and I was there. I can't rem I think I had my stampede at that time, and I saw him, and I started firing, but it was like after him, so it was perfect action movie of him running across the room with darts flying after him, and he oh. like jumps onto the stage, but not doesn't just jump. He jumps and slides completely under the stage curtains. Love it. <laughs> and he this scored the point. Beautiful. And we're all like, screw this. We're tired. <laughs> we're gonna end it on a high note. With yeah. Uh, we're done. <laughs> we, um, we have a particularly low turnout. We play a game called Operative, which is it's very video gamey. Which is uh, one guy is the operative, and he's out to to get the. Again, usually we use the flag, and the other uh, other guys are all the guards. So the guards can only walk the hallways. They can't like investigate rooms. And the idea is also that you're a dumb video game guard. So if you hear something, you can go investigate it. But if you don't hear anything again, like within a minute, it's like, eh, must have been nothing. <laughs> <laughs> go back to your patrol route. That's so... Oh, I'd get so frustrated because I couldn't go get that person. <laughs> That's almost like one of the greatest things ever. What was that? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh no, we, we've even had better to where I've seen like like one of the other guards down on the ground go over, <laughs> check him out. Don't see anybody, don't hear anything. Like, eh. That's a total Skyrim moment. You shoot a guy in the head and the guy next to him was like, heard something. Ah, must have been the wind and there's like two dead bodies right next to him. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my god. Well, I think we've kind of eliminated we've covered the, uh, the game types. Game types. I think a more important topic would be how to start and get a group together. Yes, I have no experience with this. This comes just, down to uh, Lucas. I got invited to the Southeast Wars and we use YouTube and stuff. Because yeah. all the major nerfers were on you, or all the major YouTube nerfers were from Georgia, so well, there's, you had a huge advantage hold on, there. Hold on, there's three or four of us. Drac was like the biggest. <laughs> he was like one of the biggest. Then the, yeah, there's uh, four of us: you, myself, Nom, yeah. Drac, and then I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. Uh, I, I, I recently discovered that Georgia also has two of the highest um, subscribed gun channels on YouTube: uh, Iraqi Veteran eight 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 and FPS Russia. So yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Georgia's number one. Georgia's oh. number one. Gotta love Georgia. <laughs> and Officer Cletus down the road over there. Yeah, yep. that's my stereotype. <laughs> oh, dude, it, it we we had the movie Deliverance filmed here, so I mean. We can, I mean, we get the butt of all the, like, incest jokes, and it's not going to yeah. say it's, you know, it's it's right. Wrong. I'd pour it more towards Mississippi for that. Just <laughs> We love you, Mississippi, just not <laughs> like that. Hey, I guess it's so to find Georgia. Tell us all about how to get stuff, uh, stuff started, because I would love to get a definitive answer because, you know, I've told people, but I would like a professional to tell me. Oh, when does he get here? <laughs> uh, now, it's, like I was telling Vlad before, you know, we've, our group, our core group has been doing this for about 10 years, and it wasn't until March of this year that I really decided to put a, a concerted effort into trying expanding our numbers. Uh, like I said before, our turnout tends to be on the low side, averaging between... Six to eight people, you know, prior to these efforts, um, which is enough, but, you know, you, you want to see a bigger turnout. So the things that I've learned has just been through trial and error anyways. And I will say that nowadays I think we're more fortunate that uh, nerfing has gotten bigger. There are more outlets to talk about it. Um, I mean, because even when I started, there was YouTube, but it wasn't anything nearly the way it is now. And the only sites that you could really go to were uh, Nerf Haven and, oh, God, I can't remember the other forum. Nerf Revolution? I don't think, no, it wasn't, it might have been Revolution, but I didn't even That's, know if it exists anymore. I was say that Nerf Revolution is kind of dead now, which has really hurt, I know, our wars because a lot of people, more people were uh, signed up on Nerf Rev than Nerf Haven, so we would get you know, a bunch of people saying like, oh, you know, I might be able to come, but Nerf Haven's much more, I would guess, mod-oriented? Yeah, and, you know, there there's some other problems with the Haven that, uh, that I won't scares the noobs off. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, that's, when it comes down to it, it's, it's not very new people-friendly, it's not very casual-friendly. I know there's some people who are going to say, you know... I would... I'd like to, with casuals. I'd like to raise my hand here and say that I used to think that the uh, moderators on Nerf Haven were kind of douchebags, but now that I'm part of... Uh, I'm one of the moderators on Nerf Modders Welcome, I can totally 
totally understand why they don't like new people. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it has changed my mind entirely. I'm like, I feel so bad for the guys on Nerve Haven. Just going to throw this out there. I signed up for a uh, Nerf Haven account, I think, three or four months ago, and I don't believe I've been approved yet. I'm still like a I, blue I, list or a purple or a blue or something where oh, I can't if you're, do if you're all purple, sorts of stuff. That means you're an FNG and you have to post on there a few times, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, well, all yeah, I know I'm is I'm not entirely sure. I got hold. on because yeah. I was with Nam and Nam told one of the admins to add me, so I got in pretty fast. Yeah, I don't know. My uh, my Haven account is pretty old because, um, like I said, I've been doing this so long. Um but getting a little bit back on the topic, I think it's great that there are so many avenues that you have to advertise now. Um, I'm more on the uh, the Nerf subreddit than on the Haven anymore. Yeah, and a lot of people go to that now. I I think that's a great place. It's much more uh, new, you know, noob friendly. Um, I'm gonna try and increase our presence on the Haven as well, but. You know, I know I've been doing some advertising on a little bit on the uh, Nerf Modders group on Facebook, and I think you Which know, is all how I found of, you guys. Yeah, all kinds of social media are now great places to just try and you know advertise, and I don't think it you know it really hurts anything just to put up you know a single post and not be obnoxious about it and just say, hey, if you're in this area, we're holding a war. Yeah, and, don't uh, don't spam spam it. Well, of course. <laughs> So I know have some a story people, about spam. Some people do that. They're like, we're having a war. We're having a war. We're having a war. Any more people bump, 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 bump. You know? <laughs> like, usually it's just post it once and maybe a month before, maybe post again or, like, bump whatever you put. Yeah. It's coming up. But, um, as, yeah. As the admin's sitting there watching bump, 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 all I can think <laughs> is ban, ban, ban. It's awful. My notification going off. Ba-dink, 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 ba-dink. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> But um, I was uh, I would just what was I gonna say? Never mind. Oh yeah, forums are a really good place. Use your forums. SG Nerf, UK Nerf War, uh, Nerf Haven. Even the HBZ forums are a good place if you're having like a like a stock war or something. Yeah, that's the other other place that I've been going to is uh, check your local universities. Um, the uh, the two major universities we have here in Toledo, I know both have you know HBZ groups and. I went ahead and uh, started, you know, finding their Facebook group and just, you know, checking with the officers first and just, you know, advertising there. So uh, our next war uh, that Recon is going to have looks to be one of the biggest that we've ever had, which is kind of exciting and kind of intimidating at the same time. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, but I think just trying to hit these multiple locations just just getting word out and being persistent and consistent. What I'm hearing is the noobs versus vets game might be slightly less of a bloodbath than it was when I first played. Maybe. Well, it might be a bloodbath. I'm just not sure which side is going to do the bleeding. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Like, some of those noobs are really good. We've had, um, I mean, I know Modman is uh, one of the better homemade makers down here, and he, who, he hasn't been playing for too long, but he's really good. Like, really good. So, never underestimate the noobs when you go yeah. ahead. 
And that's one of the things that I've been trying to tell some of our guys is also is like you know look at where we're advertising. We're advertising with HVZ groups and with uh, you know in modders groups. So these aren't people who have never nerfed before. They're just new to our group. Yeah. So gotta always be careful with that. Besides yeah. the forums, I was t I told someone uh, who asked me how to start like a group is go to the churches in your area and ask if you can put up flyers. Flyers are a really good way of at least getting some word out about it because if there's a billboard, people are going to look on it. And if you put them in an area where, I guess, kids go, I don't know how many kids go to what places, but use that brain to think of where the high traffic of people who'd be interested in Nerf are going and see if you can put up a flyer there or some sort of advertisement for your Nerf group or your war. I certainly well, I agree. With, I agree with Go that ahead. theory, but I think you need to consider what your target audience is as well. Um, you know, with with what I'd like to do, I'd try to. I get that nerfing tends to be viewed as a kids kind of thing, but I'm kind of looking for more you know late teenager, college age kind of group. So I've been asked uh, by kids. So. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's like I said. I've I've been approached by other people say you know hey can I go ahead and bring my 11 year old. And, you know, I said, well, you know, we'll, we'll try it. We'll see how it goes. Um, so we'll have that to, to look forward to the next war, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think the best way would be to, like, drop little pamphlets in the Nerf aisle in, like, Walmart and Target. <laughs> how well would that Just work? Just kind of see how that goes. I'm curious to see how well that would work now. You know what? I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> oh, I'm getting devious again. You get an angry email from an employee. <laughs> Cursing you out for yes. absolutely no reason at all. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't know. Now I want to quit my job and come play with you guys. And... <laughs> uh, what are some other good ways to get the word out? I said make a uh, event page on Facebook or make a Facebook group. Because, like, everyone has Facebook. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody who's cool has Facebook. Yeah, man. It was a time show. Anyone still use MySpace? No, that's what I thought. I'm really tempted to make myself a MySpace for my uh, YouTube nerfing thing just to say that I do. I'm Literally, my one post on there is what going to be, if you are still using this, you are an idiot. Inside scrolls now. It's awful. It's so bad. I had to go delete my old profile on it like a year ago, and I was... I wanted to vomit at how bad it was. It was so <laughs> bad. Awful. But yeah, Facebook groups are good. I'm, I'm trying to think of more ways to get stuff put out. Like, I have no no experience with this. So Okay, so next step. We have our plays to play. We have our game types that we're going to play. We have our word out there. Now we have people coming. I'd like to say what that next? if you're going to be playing in a neighborhood, like Atlanta has neighborhoods around the parks, make sure the people in the neighborhood know what's going to happen. Because I know for NIC, we've had the cops called on, on us before, uh, I guess by bystanders who thought we were shooting each other with like airsoft or something. And we've had the cops come over and, you know, we explain to them like, hey, you know, they shoot foam. It's safe. We have adults here, whatever. Uh, so I would, say, I would say let the if there's a neighborhood around the place, let them know, like, hey, we're in your park. There's going to be a bunch of, like, kids. There might be yelling. 
uh, stuff like that. Just, you know, this is what's going on. And that could also get more attendance. Um, yeah, now we have people there. We have our location. We have our game types. We have people. Now, now what? Where do we go from there? Uh, uh, blasters and ammunition? Is that where we go? Um... Yeah, I mean, that's probably something you're going to want to think about before you set up your, your first event, and that just is, uh, I think, a consideration of your location and just what you want to do. I mean, I know, you know, Volvo, if you're doing big open fields, then, you know, there's no reason not to try and squeeze every last inch of range out of what you're doing. Um, I know if you're going to try and bring, you know, a, a snap ball to my event and expecting to be tagging people from 20 feet down the hall, we're going to have some issues. Um, That's not so, how that works. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you, you want to have a mind of uh, what what your location is and with what game types you're going to be running. I think that pretty clearly should dictate what, what kind of blasters you're going to allow and disallow. But it's going to be a, an ongoing process, which is, I think, something else that you should accept from the very beginning, that all of this is going to be an ongoing process, adding additional game types, continuing to get the word out so you can get more people showing up, scouting out for additional locations in case you don't like where you're at or in case you lose where you're at. Yeah, always have a backup. And, uh, you know, being willing to deal with what whatever blasters show up, you know, uh, it wasn't until recently that that anyone in our group had to, had any experience or concern about aftermarket motors and flywheel blasters, because we mostly were using stock blasters. I know I was buying you know some of the trust fires, some of the uh, IMRs, and dropping them into to mine just to get the the extra voltage in. And then you know a few months ago we got a new guy who started bringing you know, aftermarket motors in. I'm like, okay, well, you know, we're all about modding. This is cool, but is this starting to push what is potentially safe, you know, for how close a range we play? Or is it starting to get to the point where this is whoever can spend the most money is going to win? Yeah, I know. I don't know if that uh, Hellfire that that kid brought was had those aftermarket motors. All I know is that when I got hit in the jugular, I made a sound that was similar to... And... It was not the greatest feeling, but boy, was it exhilarating. <laughs> and point of fact, yeah, it did have aftermarket motors. Well, were they RM2? Okay. Uh, no, I don't think they they were blades. Hmm. And I think it was like a 10-foot shot. So. <laughs> What's that, Bobo? I said ruining your blades with a hail fire. <laughs> You know, you say that, but on the other hand, the uh, the Hailfires pretty much helped them win the that defend the core round when you could just dump, you know, three consecutive magazines into the core in very little time. Anyone who's going to their wars, bring a boom nitron. I want to see what happens. Ooh. <laughs> I'll see you your hair on You ought to boom nitron. <laughs> you ought to come up here. And that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So I think once we'll you, talk you know, later. Once you have, you know, your game types, once you have, you know, the people showing up, at that point it's just, you know, have fun. Run the war. Yeah. And then you collect your notes of what worked, what didn't work, and start planning for, you know, when uh whenever you're gonna hold the next one. 
make sure to let people know months in advance. We've had people say, oh, you know, war is in three weeks, and everyone was like, oh, I have plans. <laughs> so just get, I, I'd say always say about a month and a half to three months in advance, at least for our wars, that is. Yeah, I've done the two weeks in advance. <laughs> Well, I mean, and honestly, for you. <laughs> no, it's that's uh, you know, it's but I know that we uh, you know, some groups they only get the chance to play once a year, twice a year, and we're trying to play every month. So yeah. I think that's you know that's just a difference, and it's just you know, and some of those two weeks in advance is like, hey, this is when the next war is going to be, and then the night before, I'm like, all right. You know, not enough people responded. We're canceling. Yeah, so. I would hate to have to cancel where we have people driving eight hours to play with us. Well, that's you know, that's the other thing. It's like we're not, we don't have people. Well, we didn't used to. Now we have you know someone driving down from Detroit. And we have a few people maybe driving over from Canton, and some other people driving up from Bowling Green, which is where that university is. So at this point, it does become more of an issue if we were to suddenly cancel. But we're having more people respond, so. You know, the, the reason I was canceling was low attendance, so that issue is kind of going away. So, Cool. But I'm I am excited. working on getting more of a uh, advanced schedule. I, I do agree with you, so I don't. I hope it doesn't sound like I'm not. No, no, no. I mean, it, every kind of war has their own situation. I know uh, in California they have it, what, twice a month? And it's Something usually, like that. Yeah, it's, you know, scheduled pretty well. But for us, it's, you know, so I'll get a message from... Nom or someone like, when's the next war going to be? He's like, I don't know, whenever someone puts it up. <laughs> <laughs> Usually in the summer, we always Somebody have Nom job. We always have Nomni in the summer, which is because, you know, people don't have school and stuff, which always has the biggest attendance. But then throughout the rest of the year, it's, you know, do we do it on spring break? Well, no, people go on vacation. Do we do it in the fall? Well, there's November break where people leave, and then there's also the Christmas break where people leave Georgia. So I guess for us, it's kind of when are people not going to be flying away to other places, but they're going to be here. <clears throat> we have it hard. <laughs> I just yeah, really, kind of do. We have it. So now, we get like three wars in a year, three or four. Now, Bobo, quick question about uh, Nomine. Mm -hmm. If I were to bring a uh, long shot with a nice, uh, so dizzle breach, would I stand a chance at all? We've had people win with stock blasters. Okay, then I feel I no idea okay how about that, coming down. No idea how it worked. <laughs> no idea how they got close enough, but people have, uh, they've either won or they've gotten really, really far with stock blasters. <laughs> kind of weird. It kind of trips well, you off a bit. <laughs> So, that it's even possible. Yeah, but we allow usually anything. Like, people come with stock darts, that's completely fine. As long as it's not... I mean, I, I think the max we've said is my tank-expanded, single, basketball-pumped big blast is, like, the the peak of what we'll allow. Is that the thing that you dented your car with? Yes. <laughs> I christened my car with it. <laughs> So yeah, kind of beautiful. So we allow anything from stock. I feel like that video. I feel like that video's out there somewhere, and I need to find. No, there's not a video. Of it. It's honestly. I should make a video on it, but that's that's like we allow everything in there. I mean, you're gonna get messed up if you use like a recon. We've had people use recons, and they got pretty messed up. <laughs> but but uh, you know, 
we we loan out stuff. So I mean, if you really want to play with your stock blaster, that's fine with us. You're just a target. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I'm making a plus bow and then coming down to that's fine too. <laughs> play with you guys. That's cool with us. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so I think that that kind of covers uh, how to start your own war. Uh, unless you had any other questions there, Bobo. Um. I guess have rules set. Yeah, that sounds like it's <laughs> a thing that should happen. <laughs> I don't have any questions, so no. That does sound like a good idea. But it, I would think rules are important. I know that uh, recon, recon goes. I mean, as far as like tagging and everything, it goes by the honor system because you know. Yeah, I think everything does. So few of us at this point, it's pretty easy. To just be like, yeah, well. Oh, I, I'd like to say, uh, oh, I'm, gonna, wow. I'm gonna bring something over from uh, from HVZ. D bad. Don't be a dick or don't be a douche. It's either one of those. I don't like when people say don't be a jerk because it's D bad. It's douche or dick. <laughs> jerk just doesn't cover some of the things I've seen before. So. Doesn't cover it. <laughs> jerk just. Yeah. Yeah. Being a jerk is shooting somebody in the face point blank. No, no, that's being, being a bag is doing that. Then no, no, being oh, a douche okay. is actually trying to melee a zombie with your blaster to tag them. Oh, we've had that happen before. I thought it meant dropping. <laughs> I have no idea what went through that person's mind. I guess it was oh, they're really close. We bash them with the stock. But we've had it happen. I don't. It's just. <laughs> I know the kid that does this, and this is the kid that plays COD all day. Yeah, call it Diddy. Nee, nee, nee. I actually have a story I can... Ooh, that's going to be my new best of the worst for tonight. Got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I think I think that kind of covers it for our uh, discussion on wars. Um, unless, Lucas, you had anything to add? No, I mean, the uh, the rules thing is a good point, but I think that's one of the things that's going to evolve with your group. You know, there's certain basic rules, you know, your tagging rules, the gameplay rules, you know, you're going to have those, you know, set out ahead of time, and other rules may or may not, you know, pop up as you go along. Um, but being flexible, as with everything, is going to help you out there. That means that we get to move on to the best of the worst of the internet. My new favorite segment. I'm so excited. Uh, Lucas, did you have one for us? Uh, I'm gonna throw it out there. I don't. Uh, I actually love this too much to really consider this uh, best of the worst. But I just found a uh, a link. Uh, I think it was on Thursday, of a uh, a recording of Muppet Christ Superstar, which is <laughs> these actors in Toronto recording all of the best you know songs from Jesus Christ Superstar but as the Muppets. And I, I says I really love this because they actually do a wonderful job as the Muppets. You can clearly, you know, except with one exception, you can clearly tell which characters are supposed to be which characters. And it's a, just a great production. But I can see why some people, especially considering it's Easter weekend, uh, and will actually be Easter in like two minutes, um, will, uh, might be offended at this, but I really love this. I think I saw this too, and it was great. I it was just so perfect. <laughs> you can actually search okay. for Muppet Christ Superstar, and I think you'll find it. That or just Google it. See, I, 
I can't think of Muppets now because I play so much Cards Against Humanity. Uh, usually, right now, I'd be playing with my friends, and we do it in uh, online, and we play. We have a Google Hangout going, and one of the cards, which happens to be like half of the group's kill card, is Warm Velvety Muppet Sex, which plays into one of the people oh, burlesque hot. dance uh, burlesque lessons, and one of the moves is called F the Muppet. And oh. that, now I can't think of Muppets without thinking of that whole tangent. And then it gets me thinking about Cards Against Humanity, which makes me think about all the terrible cards that are in there, and next thing I know, I'm yelling BBC, and nobody actually knows what it is. They think I'm talking about the British broadcast uh, co- community, uh, constitution, uh, company? Oh, okay. BBC. You're hint big. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, somebody who plays Cards Against Manny a lot is going to be like, oh, he won't just say it. No, I won't. I'll be a tease like that. Okay, Bobo, let's save your best of the worst. You'll have to pick a number. I'll pick it off. Well, you can just do them both. Yes! Um, I'll give mine right now. Uh, this, I was looking for plus bow tutorials and some stuff on that, and this kid, Captain Slug, made... Plus bow. And in the comments of this thing, uh, this kid comes in and goes, Hey, Captain Slug, I need advice on making my recon look more like an AR-15 armorite, and I'm wondering if you could help me out. Here it is. And he attaches a picture of a very crappy-looking matte black uh, recon. <laughs> Captain Slug responds, No. <laughs> and then... This uh, kid uh, responds, Thanks anyway, do you know anyone that could help with making making it more like one? Oh, nice mods. I looked up, you up on YouTube. Nice mods, dude. You're very awesome. I'm wondering how do you get your ideas? This is all one sentence, by the way. <laughs> a new paragraph. Also, what is the farthest modded farthest a modded recon can get without one bracking it at two shots or modding it to where people don't believe that it was a recon in the first place in in like in quotations crazy insane super mod question mark this this was four years ago that this happened and I just found it and this is the epitome of kid doesn't know how to use the internet and he's 12 years old. I have this wonderful skill for translating horribly written sentences. I don't know why. I just <laughs> <laughs> It's a curse. <laughs> I think it might have something to do with uh, playing around with the Ebonics translator too much on Google. <laughs> I've never used it. It was, it was naturally given to me. It was one of the greatest things ever. <laughs> oh, man. Have you seen the Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge done through the Ebonics translator? Oh, no. Link it it to made me, me so happy. Later. I will. Um, yes. Okay. I have two. Actually, I have two as well, but <sighs> I could probably save You go. Save one of yours. 
Oh no, I can't save it. This is they're both so good. Do both of yours, both. Okay. We have time. Both. Okay. So um which one? One or two? Let's just uh, start with start with two. Alright, two is related to D Bad. Um if I remember this correctly, this was a long time ago when I read it. Um there was a horror story put up on the HBZ forums. What had happened is I think it was a game in Kentucky was going on, and this new guy had arrived. And during one of the rounds, he brought out this long shot that he was he had kind of like kept on the side. He brought it out, and as a zombie was rushing him, he shot at the zombie. The next thing that happened was the zombie was on the ground holding their face and screaming in pain. When everyone got around to the person screaming on the ground. Turns out there was a dart, a death dart, stuck about an inch under their eye. When oh my God. they went to the kid and said, you know, WTF you're doing with a death dart, he said it wasn't in the rules. Oh my God. Yeah, D-Bad of just infinite lifetimes goes to that kid for using a death dart because he said he didn't see anything about it in the rules. Holy crap. Lucas, yeah. got to write that. that in real quick. Uh, that's one of the reasons why our group, we provide the darts. <laughs> Just, yeah. We've we've actually had a thing where if anyone uses a death dart at our war, we will first ban them for life and then put a post up saying if they join your war want to join your war, don't let them. Because that's really scary stuff. Like an inch oh, yeah. under the eye with a death dart is nothing to play around with. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So that happened. (laughs) Ooh. Um, Yeah, my second one is a little funnier. Vlad, you might remember this from the NMW group. Uh, My friend Taylor posted the Boomco link, posted a Boomco link, and, you know, just to discuss it. People were like, oh, this looks so cool, you know, oh, this stuff looks great. And then this one kid comes in and says, I hope these guns aren't replacing the Nerf guns because I've come to know and love Nerf and I still need to get a lot of Nerf stuff like the dart tag vest and eye protection glasses, blaster-wise, and then lists 40 different blasters. I'm not going to read them. And then says, and a lot of other blasters, too. Because I'm a dedicated warrior and I pledge my allegiance to Nerf Nation captured capture the American flag. I don't support the Democratic nor Republican parties for which both suck. One nation ran overran by President Obama, which is becoming invisible from the world map without liberty and justice, is out of control. Let's kick Obama's ass out of the White House and take back our country. Who's with me? If you're against me, then you shall be terminated. Live or die. Make your choice. (laughs) You said that to me. Someone someone said, that post kind of sucked. (laughs) Right? And then we were like, what the hell? And he goes, you are no longer part of the Nerf Nation. Do you understand, Maggie? Wow. Yeah, and then something about killing Osama? I have no idea. I have have it all screenshotted, and it's just awful. Does he think that we took down Osama bin Laden with a Nerf gun? I don't know, but he said something about how he's going to take down Osama. I was like, wasn't he killed in 2011? <laughs> you know what? I You sent that to me yeah. in quotes, but I didn't see the quotes, and I didn't read the message before that because I was on mobile at my grandpa's house. And I was like, 
Wait, I'm scared. What the heck is even <laughs> going on here? Yeah. Did he was, get hit on the head too hard? What did Nam do to him? Just, and then I saw. I think oh. that was the most surprising thing we've ever had on NMW. Just out of nowhere, it's just. <sighs> yeah. So there's my two. Other than that one guy, other than that, other than the guy who uh, just got internet in his village, out by the, uh, oh, the. Not Easter Island heads. Uh, the rock circle thing. Oh, Stonehenge. Word. Stonehenge. Like lived out by Stonehenge, and he was trying to get us to like his picture, even though we couldn't see the picture. He's like, uh, "Oh yeah, you don't know what you're missing. Go ahead, like <laughs> it." <laughs> you know what we should do? We should put up uh, screenshots of uh, the stuff we're putting because I'd love for people to read it and just send through it. You yes. know, you know, blank out people's names and stuff. But I think it would be better for yeah. people to see it. But Oh my god! Because I screenshot yes. all this stuff, so I do too. Yeah. Now I have one last one that is just kind of goofy. Uh, I'm sure you saw that super awesome, crazy, uh, dark cutting jig that that guy has, where he uses uh, a wet dry vac and the oh, drill. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that thing is sexy. I really want that thing. Well, this guy, Justin, he says, "Have you tried vegetables or hot dogs yet?" I totally would have XD. Uh, could possibly be one of those Zanny products we see on late night TV infomercials. Then here's the infomercial. I'll try to do it in my infomercial uh, voice. Tired of cutting carrots and celery for big family dinners? Need sliced vegetables that aren't mashed into tiny pieces? Need to make a whole lot of Steffens for tomorrow's war? Well, try the new Shmee Chopper. I was tired of cutting carrots for my huge Mormon family. But now with the shmee, <laughs> I'm sorry. Now with the shmee chopper, I can chop away with ease. Mindy, South Carolina. I run a daycare, and those little rascals love hot dogs. But the parents insist that only on only little pieces. It was a real chore before. Now with the shmee chopper, it's a breeze. Even those ki- even the kids help out now. Uh, Brenda Willie or Brent Wilbur, Minnesota. Br- Br- You're looking at this. I'm looking at it. Br- oh boy. <laughs> it's a great name. Try the new Shami Chopper today. When you said hot dogs, I had a completely different idea in mind. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking somebody's sticking their new Yeah, I'm not going to go into details. Use your imagination. Or not. It's your choice. <laughs> ouch. My imagination says ouch. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was my... That was my. You needed more thing. yelling and more thrusting of the product at the camera. Yeah, I I can't be too loud because it's Easter Sunday by nine minutes and uh, uh, it's four twenty. All you're right, blazing. Uh. <laughs> Whoa, praise where would I get praise weed? Praise it and blaze it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Easter Sunday is on the twentieth, four twenty. Something praise Jesus plays for Jesus yeah. something something. <laughs> oh my god, we could go down such a rabbit hole with that. Drugs are bad, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where to get them, so we're we're safe. <laughs> I don't even leave my house. We're safe. You're a hermit. You just stay in your house all day. I sit in my house. I go to my grandpa's house. I fly a plane in the park where. Okay, I need to rant about something real quick. Uh-oh. Every time I go to this park where we play Nerf, 
if I take my plane and I fly it, I crash it and break something on it, and then I have to glue it within 10 minutes of me getting there. It is ridiculous. I fly anywhere else, and I'm fine. I can land it fine. What the heck is with that one freaking park? Oh. So needless to say, I'm not flying anything there anymore. That park is strictly for Nerf now. Rant over. <laughs> Rant over. I am stepping off my soapbox. Well, is there anything else we need to discuss? Uh, we. Oh, 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 oh. I am not going to forget this time. Okay, on our blog, I posted the question of which is the blaster that you, <laughs> you are looking forward to the least this year. The cam blaster, the cam blaster, or the cam blaster. No, I'm sorry. It was the cam blaster or the thunderbow because the uh, thing was being a poop and would not let me put in cam blaster four times. So I did not actually think anybody would vote again or would vote for the thunderbow being the worst blaster to be coming out. I was sorely mistaken. Traitors! I will get the uh, final Maybe results right here. Addresses. Cam Blaster, four votes, 66%. Thunderbow, two votes, 33%. Those two people should be ashamed. They don't know. Yeah, they don't know what ashamed. they're talking about. <laughs> or maybe they didn't actually read the uh, question. We're like, oh, which Blaster coming out this year? Uh, Thunderbow. Yeah. So two people don't read is what I'm hearing. I'm disappointed. And then, yeah, I am disappointed. I am too. thoroughly disappointed. And anyone who voted on Thunderbow. <laughs> oh, I have a great idea for a cam blaster review. I'm not actually going to buy it. I'm just going to rant about it and then get a bunch of views. <laughs> you should make like a cardboard cutout of it and then. Oh, just, I'll probably like, just take a picture. From, I'll probably just take a picture from like Google Images and kind of Photoshop it into me holding nothing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. And then just be like, do I didn't it. buy it, here's why. And then just make this big rant about it. I'll probably do it like a month before it's supposed to come out. And get all the YouTube views, and it'll be great. Money, 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 money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, the next uh, poll, uh, the next question will be, what is the gimmickiest vintage blaster? Uh, that question comes to us from Bobo. Yep. So, Bobo, you and I will have to get together. Just and post we'll, Pulsator and all of them. Yeah, you'll just get me a <laughs> list of names that you want, okay? And I will <laughs> I put those in. Pulsator. That's all you need to put. <laughs> I think we need more than that. No. <laughs> Pulsator and uh, I'll, I'll the get you, I'll get you a nice list going. Yeah, get me a list. Um, so yeah, go ahead, vote on those. We will start talking about those every episode. I've been forgetting in the past, so I will put those in my notes, and uh, we will start talking about those. Now, we are going to wrap it up. Where can we find us? Lucas, do you want to tell us where we can find you, if anywhere? Certainly. Uh, you can go ahead and find Recon on the Facebooks. Uh, you can go ahead and just search for Reynolds Corners Nerfers. Um and go ahead and look us up there. You can also find me personally on uh, the Nerf subreddit uh, under the name Akmetan, and uh, you can go ahead and look me up there. Uh, actually, you can probably find me as uh, Akmetan on Nerf Haven as well, and maybe YouTube, even though I'm not really active on those two locations. Okay. Bobo, where can they find you? 
As always, you can find me on youtube.com slash IamBubbleLolo and facebook.com slash IamBubbleLolo. Yeah. Awesome. Now, you can find me at youtube.com slash VladTheNerfNico. Um, I am not on the Facebooks as far as, like, fan page sort of thing, but what you can find on uh, the Facebooks as far as fan pages goes is the Nerf Herders podcast. Facebook.com slash Nerf Herders podcast. Uh, go ahead, like us, you know, interact with us. Uh, I think we've had a total of two comments. I was like, hey, we're, we're getting comments. Um, whoops, knocked over my bottle. Um, yes, other than that, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, the blog is blogspot.com slash, or no, I'm sorry, nerfherderpodcast.blogspot.com. Uh, you can also find, I'm sorry, you can email us. You're bad at, at this Nerf Herder. I am, <laughs> because it's 15 minutes into Sunday, and I was awake at like 7.30 this morning working hard. Uh, lots and lots of yard work. Sounds so like excuses to me. Uh, all the excuses. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, that like judgmental cough of a woman, that could not have been more opportunely timed. <laughs> And you know it's true. Uh, you can email us at nerfherderpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we will read those on the air if they are like, hey, uh, they need help with modding my long shot or my long strike. My advice for the long strike would be, eh, burn it. Even worth it. Burn it. <laughs> um, or, hey, I'm trying to mod my deploy. My advice would be stop. Just stop. <laughs> Burn it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, give children cancer with the fumes. Sure, why not? <laughs> Damn the future generations. Okay, <laughs> I think that about does. I think that about does it. What do you guys say? Uh, do we have like a, a thing that we all say together in this happy tone? Like, stay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm not good at this stuff on the spot. I think that in the past I've just said if you're if you feel recoil, you're holding the ultimator too close to your face, and that just kind of went with it. Yeah, think of something like that. Just kind of thing that I said. We'll think of something. Anyways, until next time, which will probably be two weeks. Um, like yeah. Everybody say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> goodbye. Bye. <laughs> uh, Something, something, uh, recoil and too close to the alternator face. Crumbles, ah, yeah. <laughs> or we could just do the uh, the wipeout and big balls. <laughs>